0: Welcome to another episode of the Bukari Sellers podcast today we have a very, very, very special guest to the show. I don't know if we call her chief. I don't know if we call her a uh, congressperson. I don't know if we call her future United States senator, which is what I prefer to call her. None other than Val Demings. How are you doing today?
1: Well, you know what? I am doing well today. It's so good to be with you. And let me just say, after 27 years in law enforcement, I've been called a lot of things. So <laughs> I, I, I answered a chief, I answered a val, I answered to a representative and congresswoman. So it's well, great to be with
0: you. Well, I love all of that. I mean, your your success, your, your bio, which is something we'll get into, Uh, It makes this actually a race down there, and we're praying for you every single day of of this campaign. We start each of our episodes the same way, which is kind of unique to my show, which is that we ask our guests to walk us through the arc of their careers so people get a chance to really know you. Walk us through the arc of your career in public service, Um, you know, from being a chief of police, from being in law enforcement to actually running for office. Um, and why, why why did you leave a safe United States Congress seat to run for the United States Senate?
1: Well, thank you so much for that question. And look, I was born and raised in Florida, rural part of Duval County, Jacksonville. Uh, Duval? I'm the daughter- you know that's Duval. how they say it. <laughs> and I know they're listening because we always are. Um, I, I am the youngest of seven children, uh, the daughter of a maid and a janitor. And the youngest of seven, but the first in my family to go to college. Um, There were a lot of reasons why I was not supposed to be successful or certainly have the opportunity to go to college. But I remember my mother used to tell me, don't be defined by what the world says about you. You be defined by your ability to work hard, play by the rules, and believe. I grew up a person of faith. My mother used to play the piano uh, for our church. And uh, I took my mother's words to heart. I went to Florida State University, graduated, really wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I knew at that time that I wanted to dedicate my life to public service because of the amazing opportunities that I had someone who grew up poor, Black, and female in the South. And I think about people who invested in me and and believed in me along the way, pushed and encouraged me. So my first job right out of college, uh, I worked as a social worker in Jacksonville, uh, working with abused, abandoned, and neglected children. Bakari, look, being a law enforcement officer is tough, is dangerous, we all know that. But you talk about a job that would truly break your heart. Uh, working with abused, abandoned and neglected children. I kind of figured out that I could probably help children more on the front end as a law enforcement officer, as opposed to on the back end after they, you know, been victims of the system. So I joined the Orlando Police Department, started out on the ground floor on midnight shift as a patrol officer and had the honor of working my way up through the ranks to become Orlando's uh, 36th chief of police and the first woman to hold that position. But I like to borrow the words of our vice president, who says, I may be the first, but if we do what we need to do as a nation, I certainly will not be the last. When I announced my retirement from OPD, we had a 40% reduction in violent crime. I started a youth mentoring program for at-risk kids. And so I looked around and said, oh, it's time to retire. I was immediately recruited to run uh, for Congress. I I gotta tell you, I laughed at that idea. I had no interest in running for public office, but was certainly convinced to run Uh, as people talked about what was right with our nation, but also what was wrong with our nation and how we could help. And so I ran my first race. I did not win. Uh, That was in 2012. We were going through redistricting and they didn't draw a district for me, but I did remarkably well uh, in that uh, race. And so I came back in 2016 and won. You asked the question, why would I uh, leave a safe congressional seat. And and Bakari, I am blessed. I really do believe, thanks to the good people in Congressional District 10, that I could stay in that district as long as I continue to remember why I'm there and that's the work on their behalf. But when I look around at what is going on in our country uh, right now, yeah, America has its challenges, but America is the greatest country in the world. It's the country that gave this little black girl, the daughter of a maid and a janitor, the opportunities that I have had. And I just happen to believe that every person, regardless of who they are, the color of their skin, how much money they might have or where they live, deserve to have an opportunity to succeed. But we find ourselves in a very divided country where there's a move in this country to make wrong look right Mm -hmm. and right look wrong. There's a move in this country that if you don't look like me or sound like me or believe everything that I believe, then you're somehow wrong and don't deserve to be heard. There are too many people struggling. People are being left behind. We're still dealing with a lot of the issues we were dealing with 50, 60 years ago. And I just believe we can do better. And so, you know, it's not about me and my comfort. It is about doing everything that I can to make the world a better place for every person. And certainly in Florida, every person is not getting the kind of representation that they deserve or they need. And that's why I am in this Senate race. I'm not afraid of this race. I am running to win. And yeah, it's hard, but doggone it, the fight is worth it. Just like it has been worth it for others before me who stepped out and stepped up and said enough is enough and did what they could to bring much needed change to our nation. And so I'm excited about this race and the work ahead.
0: Let's talk about Dobbs for a minute. How important is your race in turning the tide and helping to provide federal protections for women's rights in states like Florida or even South Carolina, where radical Republican state legislators uh, and legislatures have virtually eliminated protections for women seeking reproductive health care services?
1: You know, Vicarra, can you believe that at a time like this when there are so many challenges, affordable housing, healthcare we're still trying to lower the cost of goods and services, prescription drugs, cap the cost of insulin, um, deal with criminal justice reform, and all of the other challenges that we're facing as a nation, that there are, um, as you said, radical people in elected office, Marco Rubio is one of them, who believe that women should not have the same constitutional rights as others that, and you know, I can't help but think about as a police officer a police chief and as a member of Congress, I've taken oaths and all of those oaths said that I will protect and defend the constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And this is really not about our personal beliefs. This is about protecting the constitutional rights of all people. I, even though the draft decision was leaked, I have to say that I was absolutely shocked when the highest court in the land actually overturned Roe versus Wade and did something that we've never seen before in the history of our nation. That was to remove a constitutional right. No, it is not okay. To treat women and girls like second class citizens. No, it is not okay to treat women and girls like, you know, that their constitutional rights don't matter or they are property. I have four beautiful granddaughters, and the thought of them having less constitutional rights than me, I'm not gonna sit back and let that happen. So you better believe on the ground here in Florida, women and men are paying attention. The overwhelming majority of people in my state believe that women should have the constitutional right to make their own decisions about their bodies, that it shouldn't be made by the governor, it shouldn't be made by their member of Congress, and it certainly shouldn't be made by a senator who is totally uh, out of touch. So this is a fight that we're going to continue uh, to fight, and it is showing up in a big way in this race in Florida.
0: Tell me this, because one of the hesitancies and one of the things we talk about on TV is People are skeptical about the impact of Dobbs. And my direct question to you is, uh, do you think that this is an issue that will help mobilize and activate younger women uh, at the polls in the fall in Florida?
1: You know what? And every time I talk to uh, different groups, particularly uh, younger voters, I remind them that there has never been a major movement in our country that young people were not a part of. You know, John Lewis was 17 years old when he first got involved in the civil rights movement. Dr. King was 26 years old when he took over that movement. And so young people have always been a part of the great, wonderful change that has happened in this country. And we certainly uh, need their energy, their talent, their intellect now And so, you know, while we will never say that there is one issue that people care about more than others, young people want to be able to afford the American dream, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about affordable housing. You know, we tell our young people, go to college, you graduate, then you're able to own a home where if they're saddled with $100,000 worth of debt, then home ownership is in the far distant future. And so, you know, they're concerned about that. They're concerned about other opportunities, being able to afford health care, being able to afford groceries and uh, gas at the pumps, all of those things. But as I travel the state, Bakari, every group that I talk to, Roe versus Wade, a woman's right to choose her own destiny, to make her own decisions is always on the list. And so it's gonna take, people care about a lot of different things and it takes all of those things, I believe, Uh, to get people to the polls, to inspire them to get out and vote. People are frustrated. They're tired of representation that doesn't represent them. Um, But if they show up, and that's what we're always telling them, if they show up, then they can see the change that they so desperately need. So Roe versus Wade, a woman's right to choose, is on the list of major issues that young people, young women, and others care about.
0: One is a very just simple question for you, but help me understand why your opponent is opposing federal relief for hurricane victims in Florida.
1: Can I just pause for a minute and try to get my thoughts together so I will be as politically correct as I possibly <laughs> can. Just, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm missing something. And then I want you to actually <laughs> I, help well, well,
1: look, now I'm a I'm a member of Congress. I'm not a magician or any. But, and, but as we,
0: and as you know, as we say, uh, my mama <laughs> would always say this, you know, uh, when she got done cursing, she would say, Well, he ain't done with me yet. So I, I understand. Thank
1: you. Thank <laughs> you for setting it up for me that way. He ain't done with me yet. Look, we deal with a lot of things in the House and the Senate. But when people are in trouble, you know, our primary responsibility is to protect the health, safety and well-being of the people that we represent. I grew up in Florida and so did Marco Rubio. We know uh, what hurricanes, the devastation that they can bring. We've seen storms in Florida become bigger and more intense. You know, I've been on the ground here as the chair of the Subcommittee on Emergency Preparedness, Recovery, and Response. We've been talking to people, looking at the areas that have been devastated, looking at flooding and other things. It takes a lot for Floridians to recover and to rebuild. Senator Rubio did not vote for disaster relief, billions of dollars, disaster relief aid um i say a no a vote when you're absent abstaining from voting is the same as a no vote no doubt there is no doubt about that so there are just some who will put people over politics and there are some who will play politics every inning of the game and that is who Marco Rubio, the excuses that he gave when people on the ground here, I know because we are calling my office from Southwest Florida and right here in Central Florida. When they're on the ground hurting, many have said we've lost everything. We don't, we're being told to evacuate, but everything we own, everything that we love is here. How can we make it? Can you put us in contact with FEMA? We need help. How you can ignore the cries of the people that you represent. And when you have an opportunity to vote for much needed aid, you're doing what you have a record of doing, Marco. And that's being absent and not showing up. And even when you do show up, you vote against things that are good for the people of Florida.
0: Um, you mentioned two things. Well, one thing, and the uh, second is I, w- I wanna ask you about, so I'm gonna just layer both of these questions, I guess it's probably gonna be poorly articulated, but but you'll, you'll, you'll follow me. Uh, talk about the storms getting bigger, and the storms getting stronger and more violent. And what would you do as a United States senator to help meaningfully address the kind of climate change that I believe is leading to this? And if you disagree, then then so be it. But the second part of this is one of the things that's unique to Florida, which I don't truly comprehend, is y'all insurance system down there is all types of jacked up. You got insurance companies going bankrupt, you got you know, flood insurance being an issue? Help me understand it, I guess, one, and then tell me what the solution is.
1: Yeah, I do follow you. And those are two really good questions. Look, as I said before, I grew up in Florida, so I'm not talking about uh, hurricanes from a distance view. I'm talking about them from being up close and personal, right? And so, and then let me just say this, Um, we were able to do a couple of things uh, in the House of Representatives and in the Senate, those who truly want to get some things done. We passed the uh, bipartisan infrastructure bill last year, was glad to see that done. That will help us improve our highways, our roadways, our bridges, our access to broadband, the internet, uh, make us more resilient in a lot of different ways, much needed. We've been talking about that for decades, finally got it done. This year, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act. And you know, a significant percentage of that is to address climate change and other issues associated with it. Um, Let me just say again, uh, Marco Rubio voted against both, putting politics over people. But there is no doubt if you believe in scientists and you talk to uh, and listen to, uh, you believe in science and listen to scientists, they say that the ocean waters are getting warmer. And no, nothing can, it doesn't necessarily cause a hurricane to happen. We know that because I grew up here and we've, I've seen them all of my life, experienced them. But those warmer ocean waters that are the result of global warming are causing the storms to become more intense, larger, bigger, more destructive. And so there is a direct connection Bakari to climate change and we've got to do something about it, this is not just a problem for our nation, but it is a global problem, and so we have got to you know as we go back and we're talking to people who are trying to rebuild. You know, there are some tough questions. Do you rebuild in the same area? You certainly can't rebuild in the same way. I was on the ground in Puerto Rico um, Sunday before last, and we were talking about the same thing. They're still trying to recover in many places from Hurricane Maria. You can't go back and build the same system and expect different results. I think they call that the definition of insanity. So we have got to understand the devastating effects that climate change creates, And then we have got to build in a more resilient, more sustainable way. And, um, you know, there are many of us in the House of Representatives and in the Senate who are on that path. Unfortunately, uh, Marco Rubio is not one of them. Uh, He says that the climate is always changing. Uh, There's nothing that he can do. The
0: the weird part about Marco Rubio is this, though. Marco Rubio has become and then I'll get your answer to the insurance question. Mm -hmm. When Marco Rubio was a speaker of the House. He had this this air of practicality, right? He was like a deal maker, somebody who would negotiate on sides and try to get things done. And I feel like he's more of an entertainer now. He's he's accepted the role of trying to be on Fox News and be this on Twitter, and just has lost himself completely. That That's just my opinion of him yeah, from watching pardon, him from afar.
1: When you have power and influence, uh, it's not about you. Uh, you're supposed to use it to help other people. And I think, Um, Unfortunately, Marco Rubio has had the taste of power. He ran for president during his first term. And I think every decision that he makes now is all about his blind political ambition. Shame on him because that hurts the people of Florida. In terms of insurance, look, my insurance rate went up three, three times what it was. And everybody, people all over the state of Florida are experiencing that. You adequately pointed out that our insurance system here in Florida is crumbling in shambles and we need to do something about it. Um, We sent a letter um, this week to the governor as people try to rebuild and and start over and are trying to just think their way through a recovery. Um, We are calling on the governor to call a special session to let's bring the lawmakers back in because uh, insurance is really a state issue. I mean, we've tried to do some things at the federal level, but it's really a state issue. Call a special session and sit at the table and figure out what we are going to do about Florida's crumbling insurance system. Floridians deserve better. And so we've made that request. I haven't heard back. I'm uh, waiting with bated breath. I'm sure that uh, the governor will get back with us. I just think uh, it is the right thing to do because people are hurting. Insurance rates are not affordable. Many have been dropped just out of the clear blue sky, uh, left hanging flood insurance. Many can't get the, get the flood insurance or they're told after their homes have flooded, oh, well, you should have had flood insurance where they never knew that or were never told they were in a flood zone. And so there are just a lot of problems and it is incumbent upon um. Uh, the governor and the state legislature to come together to solve them and look from the federal government, we will assist where we can, when we can.
0: It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China. And full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? One of my last questions for you, because I don't want you to spend too much time with me. I need you to go out there and be shaking babies and, and kissing hands and all types of stuff that needs to be done. I, I Florida's a big, Florida's like three states in one too. So it's a huge state. Are you are you debating, Margo?
1: Yes, we have a debate scheduled October 18th. Tune okay. in.
0: Are we going to tune in? He only gave you one? He's so scared. <laughs> and I just saw where Governor DeSantis canceled his debate with, with Charlie Chris. I, it's, it's a whole nother thing. But look, I think
1: why would you want to face the people now? Come on, Bakari, you're just an elected. They they
0: run in four corners. They want to run the clock out. I firmly believe that the three best candidates we have this cycle are Mark Kelly, Sherry Beasley, and yourself just running amazing campaigns, just extremely talented with a background and a bio that means in most normal cycles that you can win. People would push back on me and say, Ohio and Florida are state's just in a vacuum that are slipping away from Democrats. What do you tell those people about your pathway to victory? How, how does chief Val Demings, Congressman Val Demings, how does she win in the state of Florida? Cause it wasn't that long ago. One of my good friends, Andrew lost by the size of a church. He lost 30,000, by 30,000 votes. How do we, how, how do we get back to that point?
1: Bakari, look, I have, um, Florida is my home. I was born and raised here, the daughter of a maid and a janitor. Florida is the same state that took the daughter of a maid and a janitor, sent her to Florida State University where she graduated. She was appointed the first female chief of police at the Orlando Police Department, had the most dramatic reduction in violent crime in the city's history, went on to serve as I'm serving now in the House of Representatives and serving on three pretty cool committees, Homeland, Judiciary, and Intel, was one of the first three women to serve as an impeachment manager and now running for the United States Senate. So I will not buy that Florida cannot give opportunities to people who look like me. Because you know how I know that? Only in America is my story possible. And that's why this race is so important. I'm doing what I did as a police chief. I am traveling the state from the panhandle down to the Keys, talking to people about things that matter to them. And guess what, Bakari? I'm not just talking to people who look like me or think like me. I'm not just going into the five largest blue counties. I'm going into some red counties too and talking to people about what keeps them up at night, worrying about the cost of goods and services, worrying about their children's future, worried about the cost of the greatest symbol of the American dream, and that's the home ownership. We're talking about public safety because regardless of who you are or where you live or what party you're in, all people want to live in safe communities. And public safety is the tie that binds us together from the panhandle down to the keys. And we're talking to white voters. We're talking to African-American voters. We're talking to Afro-Caribbean voters. We're talking to Cuban-Americans, Puerto Ricans, Venezuelans, Colombians and others. There is no group that I have not as a police chief and will not sit down with as a as a candidate for the United States Senate and talk to them about things that keeps them up at night. And they're concerned about, I'm going to outwork my opponent, which isn't that hard to do. I was was
0: with you, chief. That's a low bar. That's a low bar. He
1: does (laughs) not show up for work. And when he shows up, he votes against things that help. Florida, and telling that story, introducing me, Val Demings, around the state and telling the story to help voters understand that they can do better. That's how I'm going to win this race.
0: All right. Last question. How can people support your campaign?
1: You visit my website, valdemings.com. We'd love to, you know. I've been able to outraise my opponent every quarter. It takes a lot of resources, as you can imagine. The
0: big state, boy.
1: Average contribution, state. though, has been thirty dollars, Bakari. We have, a, we have an amazing, unbelievable grassroots campaign. People are excited about this race on the ground. If you go to valdemmings.com, you can donate. You can sign up to volunteer, make some phone calls for us from anywhere in the country. Come down to Florida and knock on some doors if you're not already here. Uh we can win this race.
0: Um, who wins this weekend? South Carolina State or Famu? Y'all come to y'all well, come to Orangeburg, okay, now, South Carolina, Carolina now. Today.
1: All right. Now, there you go. We're going to okay, win the me, game
0: and the halftime, but it don't matter. Don't worry. Let me, it work. Let me
1: <laughs> say this now. Let me say this. All three of my sons went to Florida A&M University. Right. <laughs> and look, yeah, you know, do not underestimate a Rattler. I'm I just saying, not. right. Y'all are
0: everywhere. They are everywhere. They well, are everywhere.
1: everywhere. <laughs> and you know, now we're not only is is florida a&m going to win the game but lord knows when they take the field oh my god no. look the earth stands still time just stops when the march in 100 takes the field so that's my answer
0: all right well it? i love i love you chief have a great day be blessed and go ahead and win this thing get, bring it home
1: thank you so much you take care stay safe all right bye-bye